Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. And tonight, we're talking short tail pythons with our good friend from across the pond, Graham Battison, uh, who will be joining us momentarily. Um, but uh, yeah. For me today, I had some cool carpet Stuff. patching out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had uh, I've been working with this um, line of jungles, God, for for a long time, and uh, I tried to breed them once before. They were too mm-hmm. small. Um, this year, I gave it a go. I got a clutch. Crazy thing was, is that I had her do a maternal incubation. And a stupid, stupid mistake that I made was, ah, oh, she'll be fine. <laughs> Did a checker for two days. Mm-hmm. And then I opened up, and there she was. Off the eggs. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. There she um, is. There the eggs yeah. are. They're not in the yeah. same place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like, so at the time, I don't know. I talked about this on the show before, but she looked, mm-hmm. she looked like, like she was trying to, you know how like when they shed, but they, they 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 still have the shed on them like they didn't shed but it's you could tell that they shed but the skin is not off it's sort of like they're inside their skin still you know what I'm did you ever yeah, have that uh, I I've seen that um I've only ever seen that when I catch them like mid shed where it's like you know there's there's the scales have separated especially in certain areas when it gets um um. Like they've popped off, like all the scales have separated in a certain area that they haven't gotten down to peeling off like a sock yet. And it's like, there's almost like an air bubble in between them and the shed skin is what I guess I think you're getting at here. Yeah. And she just, to me, when I looked at her, she looked kind of dehydrated, which, you know, when a jungle is kind of, or when a carpet is kind of doing maternal incubation, the farther along they get, sometimes Mm -hmm. they look close to death. You know, I mean, it really takes a toll (laughs) on the female. Dude, I'm, I'm watching my bread lie, and she's, like, basking belly up every day. She's getting closer and closer. Her due date is July 4th, and just her head looks so much thinner to me than normal. I'm like, will you please just – and I've offered her food, and she doesn't want it. I'm like, please just lay the eggs. Like, right. Gonna have to, please lay the eggs. This way I can feed you. Like, this way you eat something. <laughs> you know, right. she's killing me right now. Um, but I've already slated. She's getting the year off next year. Um, but uh, – but yeah, dude, it's it, it it breeding takes a toll and breeding definitely will mess up your girls, uh, which is why, you know, you should consider something like uh, the, you know, giving them a year off or something like that. Every so often people who breed every single year, you, you might run into a problem. So, yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So I, I, I was not going to leave her with the eggs at that point, but I was nervous no. about switching from 
you know, maternally incubated eggs for probably the first third of her um, incubation period to an incubator. Um, well, but, but why? Like, why? Why was? Why were you nervous about that? I don't know. I I don't know. I just you know I didn't know how long she was off the eggs. My guess would be True. two days. You know, I didn't know <laughs> if they were <laughs> still. <laughs> You know, yeah, still that good was detrimental. Or, yeah, See, and they kind of looked sunken in, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. this, this this is going to be iffy. Um, surprisingly, though, I, I took her off the eggs. I uh-huh. uh, I soaked her uh, for a long time. Um, immediately hydrated back up. Shed skin was mm-hmm. off the next day. Like you know, and it would, there was like two sheds on there. So I don't know if it was like maybe she was uncomfortable on the eggs with the the shed on her which is weird that a snake would shed that that i've yeah. never heard that i've never had like a, a pre-lay shed. Egg shed yeah yeah you don't have a post egg shed you know what the hell is that it's <laughs> like um so i don't i don't know i don't know if it was just a fluke or whatever but maybe that's why she was uncomfortable and she left the egg i have no idea anyway she's mm. back she's rock solid so these eggs were questionable and um so they were in there, and today uh, the first one came out. Uh, so I, I have, mm-hmm. what, three, out, four out now. Um, but these are Lightning Line Jungles. They're produced by Terry Phillip. They're very, very striped. And yep. these things are super striped. And what's crazy yeah. is that one that I posted up on my Facebook page, the first half of that snake is the yellowest I've ever seen a jungle coming out of the neonate. neonate. Yeah, that is nuts. Um I imagine there's already people like kicking down your door to get to these things. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I posted it up and there's like, <laughs> it's like mine, mine message, please keep me in mind for, you know, <laughs> and they're like, Wait, Nick, they don't whoa, know me whoa, very well. <laughs> <laughs> I think, what did I text you? I'm like, that one's getting full burked and that one's getting full burked. It's like, no, 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 yeah. they don't No, There's, there might be a few people that will guilt trip you into letting one or two go um, and then the rest will be kept and will be yours until something else happens. So, yeah. Well, I at least want to see, like, this is the first time I produced real, legit jungles. You like, have to wait couple, straight up jungles. Yeah. You have to wait almost a year before the, like, the color I'm going off of your feed schedule is a year. Um, <laughs> is to get that, that much growth. Year and a half. Yeah, man. It might be a year, year and a half. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what I was thinking. You won't know till they're two. Exactly right. what color they're going to be. Um, but uh, it, you almost got to wait for the color to come in because uh, I hatched the Delia Scattershot jungles mm-hmm. with the Mojo Reptiles female. And I had them all out, and I'm like, this one and this one are going to be the best ones. And then a couple months later, after they had had a couple feedings and a couple sheds, I opened a drawer, and I'm like, holy crap. Like, no, <laughs> where did this come from? So like sometimes there will be the sleeper that comes out of left field on you. So, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so, so far, well, the first two that came out of the egg are probably the nicest. And I, I showed you the male, that mm-hmm. one that I posted up on my Facebook is the female. And uh, the male is really dark, really dark. Mm-hmm. Lots of black. And a crazy wide stripe on the, on the bottom half of 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 the body. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how they turn out. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I can chalk up a, another carpet Python that I bred off the list. (laughs) Was this your, was this your first jungle clutch? Pure jungle. Yes. 
Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I got to be honest, man. As much as I was excited about this clutch, I am excited about the clutch that'll probably be next week. Um, that's a lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for them well, to pop out. All right. All right. So you've done pure coastal. You've done Papuan. You've done now pure jungle. So you've got the three, the three big ones. <laughs> um, yeah. And you've done Darwin because you've bred pure Darwin to pure Darwin, right? No. Damn it. Um, take that one away from you. Sorry. And nope. then you have mutts. You have all the mutts. <laughs> yeah. I've done all the different carpets. In another carpet, but yeah, <laughs> not by itself. In all the, combined, I mean, like, because yeah. I've only done coastal jungle and red lie. I count that because it's close. <laughs> so it's, uh, okay, it's close enough. I'm counting it. It's mine. So, uh, but yeah, whatever. So yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on with me. So it's pretty exciting to uh, to hatch out some some cool snakes. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. You hatching anything out or nothing's hatching? I mean, I got the clutch of, of jags. I think a couple of weeks ago, they they're having they all had their first feed except for one that is like choosing death, and he and I are gonna have problems. But um, everybody else is doing <laughs> cool. Um, and then, like I said, I'm waiting on the two bread life females. Like they they both had their prelay sheds within a day of each other, so there might be a day where I come down and they're both on top of eggs, which is insane. So be very bad to have Owen record keeping right now because one of them is het stonewash and the other one is not. And if I refuse, (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Oh Lord. No. (laughs) So it's like, I don't want to, um, but that'll be cool if that shakes loose. So we'll see. Some people want to hear Graham say tortoise tonight. Um. Oh, it'll happen. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna say, what, how do you? What, what is that land turtle? And I'll just like, you know, the question I'm gonna ask. Get tortoise? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know. I don't know what you want to do. I know you said that Howard was gonna call in the promoters thing, but Graham's on there, and poor Graham, it's like two o'clock in the morning. What do you want to? Rotten bastard. I told Howard to call in like a couple of minutes later. I can. Text Howard right now. Real it's nine ten now. Uh, we can bring, bring Graham on. on and we can talk to him. I mean, then like have Howard do his thing and then quick jump off. I mean, I'll text Howard right now. Get your ass over here. Yeah, what the hell? We're gonna start yeah, with Graham and get him going. He's gonna tell us the story of his new. And then we're gonna cut Python him off. Or... And then we're gonna have Howard. It's basically. It, that it's is basically just stupid. <laughs> it's like it's like if you had Howard in person, like you know, you're talking and then he bursts through and yeah, says a bunch true. of stuff and then runs away and it's just like what just happened? Like that's normal in my opinion. Uh, uh, let's see. No, Howard can't oh. tell us about his new phone. <laughs> well, I I think it's like his old phone. Yeah. So Well, what do you, what are you thinking? I just texted him. If he's not on, we can go ahead and with Graham, and then we'll uh, cut to Howard. I think. Afterwards. All right. Well, I'm just gonna bring Graham on. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, hey, Graham. How you doing, man? Asking permission hey guys, for me. You what the hell? Okay? <laughs> yeah, we got you. I, yeah, we hear you good, man. Good. Sorry, I know it's in the middle of the night, and you know oh, you're probably okay. <laughs> you're probably dialed back to about a six right now. But don't worry. 
We're going to get you to a 10. <laughs> no whoa, doubt. Whoa, whoa, buddy. Simmer down, okay? I mean, like, we've never been at a 10. We need to get an even 8, all right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I've been up at, um, Getting up at 2 a.m. Isn't, isn't a hassle. You know, go <laughs> this is true, man. So true, how you been? Actually, I'm saying things I'm nuts. I'm, I've, I've been good, yeah. been really good. Yeah. I've had a great okay. season, you know. I'm looking forward to seeing him going the season. And congratulations on that clutch you, you started hatching today. Alex, I've been waiting to see uh, Terry Phillips oh, land jungles for, um, for a long yeah. time. And I know Terry doesn't really say what he's working with back at home anymore these days anyway so it's it's (laughs) nice to see that lineage continue anyway yeah they're beautiful man beautiful oh yeah um yeah yeah. so that's cool so when do you move over here to the states yeah well that's still kind of up in the air we're waiting to break ground on the new facility in uh springs arkansas it looks mm-hmm. like we're going to be moving ahead with that very soon. Oh, um, nice. And once once that starts, um, my employer Dennis McGee is um, is going to speak to an immigration attorney and and get that going about moving us out there permanently. So it's all um, it's all scary, but it's also very exciting. You know, <laughs> I can't yeah, wait man. to get stateside and uh, to get busy out there. Yeah, that's cool, man. Oh, yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah, how, I can't how wait bad to is see that, that move going to be, man? I mean, like, are you gonna you're gonna have to pack up everything and then, you know, are you just gonna somehow import your animals over here? Yeah, he's um he's gonna be basically my superior in the Hot Springs Reptile Garden. Uh, he's also a very good friend of mine. I'll be uh, exporting my the, the bulk of one keeping to Randall in the coming months and um, Randall's going to keep him fed and watered for me until I finally make the big move over there. Mm-hmm. So okay. At least I've got nice. someone I trust, you know. Yeah. But I'm quite, well, I'm quite lucky moving to Arkansas because I've got Ryan Rumbly out there too and he's a good pal, so but, right. you know, but my animals yeah. will be in good hands with Randall. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's been around the block with the, with the for sure man okay yeah. i think uh i think we got howard on here he's gonna he's promoting uh crocodilian okay, um, guys. Thing yeah you give him one show. second <laughs> yeah, yeah no problem hang tight. yep no, no worries howard <clears throat> yes eric how you doing <laughs> good how are you i'm doing well thank you that's good. I'm, good uh, it, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, thank you for letting me uh, once again on the show. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, coming to the States, it sounds fun, but, man, it's the States. I don't know about relocating. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> don't mind him, Graham. Good, good, good to know. Good. Good to know. Oh, no, no. When you come to Finley, you'll 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 find out what Howard's all about. He's great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's best just just let him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll try to re- I'll try to be professional at this point. All right, folks. <laughs> nevertheless, um, as as most of you know, I work with the uh, I'm in direct contact with the Crocodilian Conservation Center of Florida. Mm-hmm. And this July 27th, we're having a 
an event here in Maryland. We've had other Crockade events in uh, Florida, different places, uh, Ashton Biological Preserves, um, and at the facility to raise awareness and raise funds to try to build this facility. Mm -hmm. So the 27th of July, between 5 p.m. and 8.30 p.m., we're having an event that anybody can have. It's open to the public. Anybody can come, bring an auction item. It'll be way laid back, just similar to a carpet fest, but it's more a little bit more academic, and uh, I'll be there, so it'll be fun. <laughs> nice. Okay. I know I put a bunch of uh, up a bunch of uh, literature up at Eric's house for uh, Carpet Fest. And you taped it I, everywhere. I, <laughs> I hope like I, I yeah, I, I hope I didn't ruin your walls with the tape. I tried to make sure it wasn't too sticky that it was tearing off paint, but yeah. That's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of rhyme or reason. You know, I mean, I was doing fine until... I had separation anxiety from my phone. <laughs> and then <laughs> that's a real thing nowadays. That is good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, it's wretched. It really is. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> well, um, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Nevertheless, um, there, I will post up, uh, links. I've posted something up earlier today, um, with the basic outline and the event page that's on Facebook. Um, you can find it there. You can contact me directly. Uh, it'll be a good time, and a lot of it, we're just raising funds for the the access, the permitting, the um, for the wells, the property, you know, the the buildings, the property, um, doing fencing, secondary enclosures. So it's. It's involved. It's it's hard to get. It's hard to get funding, even if you right. apply for grants and other things like that. It's really hard to get funding for something that's not accredited or uh, directed towards something. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of grassroots, roots in the ground to get things going. Right. Gotcha. So okay, that's where that's where I kind of picked it up, and um got put in charge of this i accepted it somehow or another (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no (laughs) what tapping out (laughs) but no um that sounds awesome dude i mean like uh what 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 items do we need to bring i'm sorry what's that you're breaking up what auction items uh, should we bring if we're coming? Oh, if you're bringing auction I- items, anything uh, reptile-related, wildlife-related, something that um, can di- you know, be directed towards that, um, that's perfect. Um, anything, really. I mean, it uh, – at, at the end game is just to get funds raised and – to make it happen. Awesome. Okay. To make it happen. Sounds cool. So uh, I guess if anybody has any further questions, just contact you and stuff like that. 
you can contact me or you can go to um yeah, you can contact me directly or go to crockcenter.org and and that'll direct you to the website. Uh I'll put it up uh, on Facebook again. Uh and I know there's a lot of people that are interested in this event and it'll be fun. It'll it's it'll be 3 hours. There's going to be meet and greets. Um Clyde Peeling will be there. Nice. Oh cool. Um it's it's actually at uh, Eco Adventures, uh, Dr. Brady Barr's facility there in Millersville. <clears throat> I will oh, nice. be the auctioneer be- because that'll be fun as fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Arnold, we got to go. <laughs> yeah, this, this might have to happen. Yeah, yeah, where's, yeah, yeah. yeah where's Mike? I need Mike. <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll, how we'll the tables him. have turned! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, no. It, it's this. This is a typical. You know, the the Croc people aren't too much different from the uh, Morelia people. They okay. just have a. They just have accreditations. We, right. we all have. We 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 all have the affinity for alcohol, but they have the accreditations for. Uh, I got Being able to do that as a group. Um, Kevin uh, Torgrosso from the Bronx Zoo will be there as well. Awesome. How cool. And there, there's, yeah, there's a couple other, you know, a couple little gems that we're going to pop in um, that may or may not be available. Okay. Okay. Sounds cool, dude. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, letting me, uh, sh- you know, get on the show and. Blubber around as I always do. <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. <laughs> it's what we're here for. So um, yeah, 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 it's good. <laughs> well, that's awesome, and man. And we'll uh, we'll check it out. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, and and I'll listen to the rest of the show and sit back here in the peanut gallery. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> All right, friends. Sounds good. Thank Howard. you, we'll, Eric. We'll thank you. Yeah. Right. yeah take All right, care. Man. Bye. Bye. Alright, cool Alright, back to that <laughs> Sorry, Graham Crocodilian okay, conservation, man You know it's, uh, Yeah, oh, you yeah. know it, You're probably jumping on this kind of stuff when you're over here So, you know, oh, absolutely. yeah Absolutely <laughs> Alright um, So, uh, yeah So let's talk about this uh, um, uh, New morph uh, That you oh, yeah. Produced Yeah um, and you know, I'm all about like the history and like uh, you know, yeah. tell us the background, yeah. all that kind of stuff, uh, and uh, where you're at with the project. Yeah, um, I was friends with a guy called Jesper Lund. I still am. He's uh, a guy in Denmark who was um, who was big into the blood pythons several years ago. He had a nice group of them, and um, he he, uh, he bred a golden eye to an ivory female that he had, and he. Uh, mm-hmm. And he got some 007s. I think he made the first 007s in Europe. And he did really well with the... Uh-oh. Do we lose him? You there? <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I think he... The biggest no, tease still... ever. <laughs> I still see him in the thing. I just can't... We don't hear you can't him. hear him. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Anyways, <laughs> let me try to mute and then unmute them. See if that works. Okay, go ahead. 
there's a <laughs> slow build, Graham? and then <laughs> Graham. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, Damn it! <laughs> you might have to disconnect and then call back or click yeah, back in. Call back in. Yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, let's turn uh, to reptiles and news. <laughs> so. Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Oh dear! Oh, here we go. There he is. Okay. Oh. Is it better? <laughs> Right, there we back. go. Shake, shake Nothing Dude, like we a cliffhanger. To, <laughs> we didn't have to talk to ourselves. I mean, like, dear God, no God one wants to hear what that. happened there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so, technology. So when, Jasper has to load a double O seven in this clutch uh, in twenty sixteen, but he also has this matrix. And what stuck out about this matrix was it had solid black eyes. It was a male, mm-hmm. and stuff he had. He was really sort of interested in this this black eyed matrix. And I know he asked around a few of the guys in the States whether anyone had seen something like that before. And I think one guy, Mark Kilpatrick, had hatched black eye matrix before, but he never went on and proved them genetic or 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 worked with them. I think he just, you know, sold them as sort of aberrant matrix and they went out into uh into the world and no one ever produced anything cool from them. So I, I ended up getting this black eye matrix when Jesper was getting out of the hobby. Mm-hmm. I've got, got a few snakes from Jesper before. This one I was excited to get. You know, it, it came to me last year. I thought maybe a little bit too young to breed, but um, I didn't really feed it heavy or anything. It was still small. You know, it must have been literally 900 grams when it started breeding, and it bred two females for me this year. Um, <laughs> So, December, which hatched in February, and that was just okay. bred to a head. The, the actual black eye matrix was a possible head for And it's been hatching uh, albinos. Graham, you broke up there for a little bit. So, you said you bred it to an albino, or you what was it? What was the pairing? It was to a to a head T-Poz. Okay, head T-Poz. Okay. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, before these eggs started hatching, I thought, wouldn't it be cool to hatch black eye matrix? Maybe this is an, another lineage of matrix. But then I started okay. thinking, you know, what if it produce black eye on its own? You know, which will prove it as a separate gene. Mm-hmm. You know, something else. And then, right. well, you know, lo and behold, the, the eggs started hatching. I only had 10 eggs in this first clutch. And I got three black eyes. That were non-matrix. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Okay. So, it you know it was definitely its its own thing, sort of thing. Um, and I bred this male to the third pairing this year that I had, which was um, it was just to this really nicely striped female with a black head, and uh, these bold reds and pinks and stuff. I thought that put color into it. And I hatched five black eye matrix in this pair and oh, one wow. non matrix black eye. So I've um I've got I've got ten black eye animals now that I can work with and sort of one of them's obviously the adult male, but the other nine that I'm gonna raise up and just see how the project goes. You know, is there gonna be a super? Because it's at least dominant, you know, we we know it's inheritable in the first generation right away, so Mm-hmm. You know, could it be a codon? A lot of um, hmm. 
a lot of a lot of the mutations in the blood pythons seem to work. Um, there's there's uh, like the golden eye, things like that. The right. Peak, a lot of them are codon. So, you know, it could be Harrison's thing with no super. But there's definitely some things to this trait apart from the black eyes. They seem to like, they seem to have more of a melanistic body tone to them. But having said that, when the, the original male from Jasper Lunder was raising Almost like an anatheristic appearance, where it lacked the red and sort of just diffused it into like a an orange. But the pattern changes on them too. Huh. The real busy mm. pattern on the matrix black eyes, and it's a strange pattern on the, the normal black eyes as well. Where blood, where blood pythons usually have like these side ocelli and stuff on the body. This is sort of like throwing like zigzags and weird blotches all over the body too. So. Huh. So there's a few distinguishing features about it, but even the babies, the single gene black eyes, you know, they're only what five months old now, so they haven't, really, you know, bloods are like carpet pythons. It takes them two years to colour up properly before you even know what they're going to look like as adults. So right. you've got to play a long game with them, and that's why, you know, I suppose the like jungle carpets, you really want to hold them back to see, you know, how. Definitely a long time thing to be interesting to see all the different looks that have had out colour up and, and how they're going to appear. And I've got a nice ratio on sexes now as well, so I can try for that super black eye if there is one a couple of times. But I can also try for perhaps a super black eye matrix or a super black eye ivory too. That would be pretty yeah. cool, man. Ivory <laughs> with black eyes, yeah. It's like um, it's like any new mutation, isn't it? Once you once you've established it as a new mutation, just the doors open for you with the combos and all the things that you can do, and then your mind starts racing about, you know, <laughs> wonder what it's going to look like with this, or or wonder what it's going to look like with that. So, oh yeah, 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 it's a whole new avenue, and it hasn't really, it hasn't really made everyone go crazy yet because it's still it's it's nothing. Like the golden eyes are really big, bold mutation. This is still a subtle thing, but a lot of mutations can be subtle, but have a really big, you know, super sort of thing. Right. Or more subtle and then mixed with something else and become something yeah, insanely exactly. different. So, yeah. Like yellow belly yeah. ball python, you know, the, uh, yeah. the things with the combined things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even just the, you know, the base, I mean, some of the pictures that you have over on your Facebook page of, of yeah. them are just, they're just wild. I mean, the one re- kind of reminds me of like, it's like a, I don't want to, I, actually, no, I'm not going to say that because that may cause uh, <laughs> controversy. Do it. Do <laughs> no, it. The, I was going to say like the pattern just kind of reminds me more of a, like a Borneo type of uh, a look. Oh, than, yeah what I've seen in say, say bloods, but that could be just because I'm just so used to looking at everything and bloods being striped, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And stripes are probably my big thing with the bloods. I mean, I'm really going crazy for the moment. The second culture hatch this year, I bred, um, there's a long, there's a, a missed section story along the, along the lines here. 
I, uh, I actually sold some really, really nice bloods to fund this project just because I love uh, VPI Sunglow project so much, whereas Tracy and Dave made um, a super striped hypo T-positive, and you've seen Matt Turner working with that line, and it's a really yes. thick stripe in the T-positive mm. albino. Well, I wanted to do that, but with the T-neg albino. So I sold some snakes, made some money, um, and I funded the project. Guy in Austria, a breeder. Um, I bought a pair of adults. Well, what I thought was a pair. No, <laughs> <I bought laughs> no. Genetic stripe, hundred percent had T necks to make the super stripe. Hopefully, hit the super stripe T neck. And I probably would have hit it, hit it this year if they were sexed correctly. The female that I got was huge. You know, all fed up and they're raised. You know, like a female should be. And mm-hmm. it turned out it was a male. <laughs> Oh. Why aren't but it happens with bloods, guys? You know, people miss sex them a lot, and I don't know if anyone for doing it. Yeah, you know, I help Matt from time to time uh, to sex his short tails, and I could see how you could screw that up. <laughs> you know, between us that you get, yeah, it's really yeah. difficult. Yeah, I think man. I've been fortunate yeah. this year with all three clutches that I've had that have been really sort of so cut and dry the differences between males and females where like literally the females get hardly anything and the males got a big right easy for me this year but clutches in previous years haven't been so easy and you've got to hold them back grow them up and then keep checking them again just to see how they develop down there right just mm-hmm. just to know what you've got yeah but I, I didn't hit it anyway, so what I did do, I had a big super stripe female, proven breeder, and I took uh, the best stripe from those two males that were supposed to be a pair, and I bred them to my female, and I thought, do you know what, I'm not going to ditch this, because I want to make it eventually, you know, it's not a race, just play for the long game again, and I made super stripe and genetic stripe, 50% posset T-neg, so I'm just going to hold the whole clutch back hmm. and grow them all up. And then, nice. but Smart. I made I made some really, really, really nice super stripes with it. So, you know, even just even just to look at them and raise them up, it's just you know, I've just fill it. I'm basically filling my snake racks now with snakes that I really like to look at and snakes that I've made myself. But hmm. at the same time, letting adults go because I don't want to be shipping adults to the states when the move finally comes. So just enjoying the babies at the moment and letting some adults go to uh, some good people out here. Mm-hmm. So how has the, uh, at the moment. how yeah. is the uh, short tail market over there where you're at? Um, full of sharks. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're not. It's not the same kind of people like find over in the states where we've got a community and I've I've been part of that community and I've been welcomed with open arms for many years now. I think I think there's a lot of competition over here when it comes to selling animals and if you look at my page I try and put some information on my page about why I'm working with the project, why I'm doing it, some care mm-hmm. information, some things about the animals but all these other guys over here in Germany and Europe it just seems to be Posting sales ads, sales ads, sales ads, and they're wondering why things aren't selling. Well, they're not selling because you're not actually selling your passion about the, the animal itself. You're just posting these repeated sales ads, and 
expecting someone to just after six months go, oh, okay, I'll buy that now. Right. You know. Right. But, you know, you know how the market can be competitive and some of these people don't seem to enjoy others doing well. So they find bad things to say about you. Like, uh, <laughs> one, yeah. one, guy other, one guy the other week said uh, something about me saying I've got the gift of the gab. Um, <laughs> so talking passionate about the animals and being on podcasts such as this must mean I've got the gift of the gab. Well, if, if that's the case, then great. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. understand what's wrong with this. It's like yeah. this. No, would you prefer if they didn't talk? I mean, yeah. no, whatever. I've been, I've been keeping snakes since I was seven years old. I'm just pretending on all of this. I haven't really got a clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> Neither do we. And somehow yeah, we, we don't need care Tuesday. Yeah, it's just, yeah, that's obvious. We just pl- we just play people that care every. Oh yeah, we play. We yeah. pretend. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're always learning, though, aren't we, gents? You know, we're all learning. As oh, you hell yeah. yeah. You know. But yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely something to think about. I mean, you know, obviously, with your move coming up, I know you said bring in babies. Are there some adults that you're going to just force yourself to send over because you know you can't let this one go or that one go? Well, to be honest, um, I'm down to one adult now, and it's the big uh, Borneo oak short tail. It's uh, oh. a big ultra bright that I've I've never been able to breed. Okay, but it's not something that I want to be. Able, I want to say to someone, you know, by this you're going to be able to breed from this female because I honestly think she's not reproductive. I've tried right. it. <laughs> I've been <laughs> I've been a pain in Kimo Peaks uh, backside for the past four or five years with this female. I've had a fat, I've had a thin. I've done food cycles, and she just hasn't hasn't gone. And yeah, huh. every time you think she's gonna go, she won't go. And I've tried different males and stuff like that. So, and it's not an animal that I want to just sell to someone and say, you know, you've got a chance of breeding this. I'd rather just give her to someone as a pet, right? You know, a, a, yeah. a home sort of thing, and then. Six months later, after do I do that? They'll probably end up getting a clutch of eggs out of that's, this. That's how that's gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> so long, so long as you, you you've accepted this and you know it's gonna happen, you know, yeah, yeah that is how it'll happen. Yeah, but I won't be defeated with the Borneos. I can't wait to get stateside and obviously speak to Minotaur and get some stuff from him. And <laughs> and I I was actually over at his place Sunday, and yeah. he is full and he still got eggs in the incubator and he oh, was showing God. me some of his insane matrix uh, uh what was his marble stuff oh, and all his man. other things his ocelot stuff i'm like these things are awesome they're wasted those on me but they're awesome marbles. look <laughs> like those i'm not gonna buy them but they're great something else yeah oh, yeah they oh, were yeah. they were cool you, got, you guys I mean, are lucky living so close to matt because you can get to go, uh, go around and look at his room anytime you want to guess that's that's yeah. the problem is we both that we both don't keep short tails. It, yeah. Him this close to us is wasted on us. Like you know, it's yeah. yeah. I I appreciate them probably more than Owen because yeah. yeah. Well, I, Owen's very oh my god. It's not what if it's not in his wheelhouse. I played with Matt's rough scale, so I was happy. So oh, yeah. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, suppose it if would Matt's be the a room full of them down the road, then you guys don't need to keep them, you know. <laughs> exactly. We just send them the people who want them. We just send them to Matt. I mean, you yeah. know, it's fine. <laughs> it would be the equivalent to like you going to see Paul Harris's uh, collection for us. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what is wasted on True. you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You were like, yeah, yeah, another carpet, whatever. Yeah, it looks like the last one. Yeah. We were yeah. like, what the hell, man? <laughs> the man. Oh, that's cool. So, all right. <clears throat> I mean, so what is what is like your first, I guess the first pairing that you have planned is to do uh, black eye to black eye to see what you get? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I'd be doing myself a disservice if I just carried on breeding and producing more black eyes now, I, you know, because you, you don't want too many of, the, of them floating around until you've proven if there's a super or not. And you, I suppose, I mean, I don't know how to market a project to save my life. I've never been, you know, sure of that. <laughs> just right. that way, right. way inclined. Yeah. But you don't, you don't want a hundred of these things before you've even proven a super, do you? Because it could, you know, you just want to stage these things, and I think I'm just going to raise those babies up now. Um, put the male on the back burner for a few years, and maybe use him again down the line with, you know, one of his daughters or, you know, a 50% like, you know, just, just, just to sort of diversify the bloodline a little bit and work it the right way. Right. No, I think that that's 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 the smart thing to do. Would be first is to, to cross them and see if there's a super, and then you kind of got to see anything else that's or how it's well. It's, it's just, not just that though, stuff. is it? If if you look at the way uh, Tracy Barker actually mm. releases a project, if she thinks she's hit the super, two golden eyes, she hits the uh, the magpie. She mm. won't. She won't release that as a super until she's bred the magpie again and proved that all of the babies are are, are actually golden eye. So yeah. Like like Nick Morton would, you know, he'd, mm-hmm. he'd prove actually mm-hmm. prove the project out first before he comes into the world. So I think that's the way to go with it. But yeah, you know. I suppose it's hard when people want to throw money at you for these things. <laughs> yes. Sometimes, sometimes you need money. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that rodent bill can uh, add up quick, right? You know. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. um, I'm sort of going through that with the you know that melanistic uh, IJ thing, so yeah. it's kind of like. You know, holding them all back, raising them all up. You know, how am I gonna breed that? And then I'm gonna have to breed it to unrelated to see if it, you yeah. know, to see if it really proves out, like you're yeah. saying. So it's a long road. It's not just two or three years, is it? You know, it can be six, seven, eight, or all nine years. That's what you know. Do you think like that to, in today's you know age where it's everything is instantaneous? You know, and people don't understand how much work goes into these projects that I guess we kind of take for granted in a way, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of time and effort and, you know, screw ups and setbacks and all kinds of crazy shit that happens. uh, You know, stuff that's beyond your control, like, especially with recessive stuff. I mean, can you imagine Mm -hmm. like when Tracy Barker started with the first, like T Paz Albino and then, you know, she had to make hats, and then she had to work the line into rather animals to make cherry bombs, and then just it goes on and on and on. That's that's that must be fifteen years at least. You know. Yeah, but in, w- wouldn't we feel that albino would be easier because I'm looking at it and I know what it is, and I already know how all other albinos are inherited, so I don't have to prove it out. It's just I got to mix it with stuff. 
Yeah, it's that um, one time, you, Owen. As nice. you know, bloods, bloods don't show how red they are until the first, you know, the second or third year. So she's that is horrible. Grasshopper <laughs> Paws waited for the hets and the oh. the reddest hets to show their red, mm. and then breed them back together, and then probably work it back into another red line just to get rid of it. And you know, and and then you've got to hold those babies back. If look if you look at what Carter Norris is doing now just with those red um blood cell blood bloodlines that she's established. Mm-hmm. She's got no problem with holding every clutch clutch back every year. You know, she's got the means to do it, but she also wants to breed the best of the best to the best and then, you know, that's how these things move forward. I suppose it's a lot like jungle carpets again, you know. Mm-hmm. The best bloodlines get bred to the best bloodlines and you know, you're more likely to get better stuff from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And so then you on take so the on. unpredictability. Well, I guess bloods are probably a little more predictable than, say, Borneos, but yeah. you still have that whole variability that comes into play with, uh, you know, short tails. What's oh, yeah. the one? What's the one that you have pictured in your hand? I guess it's your hand by the flower pot. Oh, yeah. What is that, that thing? That, yeah. that that came out of the uh, the last clutch this year, and that is interesting because it's got really high white sides, and yeah. it looks like sort of banded, doesn't it? Well, I had I got two of those, and it's a male and female, so I think I'm going to work with that pair and prop, maybe breed them together. But there was a there was an article several years back by uh, Cameron, a bushmaster, on farming blood pythons, you know, for the pet trade. And there was a, there was something called the tiger blood on there. Now mm-hmm. it looked a bit like that. It had really high white and red sides, but no one ever saw her in the hobby, and no one really saw that that tiger morph become established or what its heritability or anything was. I think they're showing a little bit of striping just from the female that I used. And if you look on my page, there's a tri-striped animal that popped out of that clutch too, like. Try it's, it's it should be closer to the top of my page because I think I only posted it today, but it's like literally it's got you know five stripes running down it. Oh wow! Is it? Uh, I'll post it on the group chat. One, I'll two, three, there. four, five. Yeah. Okay. One I second. think I know the one you're talking about. I'll find it. There we go. It's on the group shuffle, you know. All right, cool. See how that one looks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. See, that thing popped out as well, which, you know, that that to me is a super stripe, but the Matrix Black Eye doesn't really show any genetic striping. But the male definitely throws stripes. You know, she's got, like, big, chunky tail stripe and sort of, like, the floating sides. But I think that animal's going to colour up fantastic in a, in a few years. You can already see the pink on the side sort of floating up the sides. And with the three stripes yeah. thrown down the back, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. That is cool. So here's a, here's a question. Have you, like, so if I were to breed, you know, this type of animal and you look towards the tail, and it's got yeah. a really bald back there. And you can kind of yeah. see where that pattern has sort of disappeared. So yeah. does that carry on where that 
the back erases those stripes or do they, is that sort of completing that the more you would breed? Am I, am I saying that right? Does that make sense? Yeah, hmm. I know what you mean. Um, I think it depends on what line of stripe you've got. Okay. The email that I use for that one, I, I got in several years ago as an unknown, just someone's pet that I, that I'd taken in from someone. And I knew it had some genetic striping and the, and the right color and she's got a jet black head and things like that. Uh-huh. Like most lines of stripe in, in blood pythons uh, point towards a co-dominant inheritance. So you breed a stripe to a normal, you're going to get stripes. If you breed a stripe to a stripe, you're going to get super stripes. Or it, it even works on levels. Like Tracy's got this line called the slack line where there's about four or five levels to it. And every mm-hmm. single generation where you add another slack line level to it, you're getting these big, fat, wide stripes now, which are almost just completely balding out the back and, like, going down the sides again. So there is some polygenic inheritance to it, I think, as well as the codon right. side of it. I suppose it could work like tigers, tiger uh, stripes in, in the carpets. Right, yeah. It's not, it's not really mapped out too well, but you, you guys know if you breed stripes to stripe, you're going to get more stripes, aren't you? Right, and if you breed striped anything else, you're going to lose stripes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it seems like uh, depending on also what you would breed to that stripe, you know, is going to change that. So, like if you breed a jag to that stripe in carpets, you're going to mm-hmm. erase that stripe, so it's going to be a bald back. But what's wild about that, and what I'm looking at that snake is like at the front half of the body, the the two like the two what would you the two chestnut looking oh, yeah. color uh, stripes <laughs> sort of break up and then they become dots and then if you look yeah. in the middle of the snake it's broke that stripe yeah. and then as you're going down it does the opposite yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's more of a bald back and the, the side stripes have disappeared it's pretty yeah, wild it's def- that's pretty cool definitely weird I mean and some the other line of stripe I've got sort of where it has the tri-stripings on the neck where those dots are on this one and they come down to the shoulder, and then it sort of diffuses into one big stripe. So, again, I think it's just a different line of stripe doing something differently. Yeah, that's cool, man. Pro Exotics had a line called the uh, Pro Exotic Stripes uh, years ago. You know, Chad Brown and uh, Robin Markham, and they their stripe line tend to do the uh, the tri-striping thing all the way down the body. Oh, okay. But you don't see it too often, you know. It's um, it's a cool one for sure. I think Matt works with that line. You know, uh, yeah. I think uh, he does. yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt's got them. Yeah, he has. Um, Matt's, the other Matt cool had one. Some killer stripes out last year. Yeah, actually, oh, holy um, man. you wait till you see this crop from this year. From the ones I saw, <laughs> they were they were sick and I'm like, and I dig stripes on any snake. So yeah, they were, yeah, he's got some good ones. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Again, wasted on me. Just so wasted. <laughs> I do yeah. like in the, uh, this one, the one picture that you have on your Facebook is, um, the, you know, another black eyed, um, gene, I guess it's without the matrix. The one I just yeah. posted in the chat. But that's wild is like the it all of a sudden like when you get to the tail it looks like a different snake. Oh yeah. That that one's crazy. I mean <laughs> a lot of a lot of blue What the hell? 
Yeah. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Wild, it's like a two-tone snake, isn't it? I mean, a lot of blood pythons have a black tip of the tail, but this one, the right. black goes all, you know, halfway up the tail and just stops. So who knows what you know that's what? going to colour up like, you know? It's like a bread lie, where it's like bread lie are more like reddish kind of coloured, and then about right about almost a quarter way up the tail, they just start turning black. Yeah, wow, that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you know what else I noticed I don't is know that the, the color rule. Mm-hmm. is the black in those saddles normal? Those little black ocelot dots. No, that's another thing no. that I'm, I'm I'm noticing. There's a lot of shadow. Oh, <laughs> there's multiple stuff in here. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of sort of melanistic shadowing coming through, and it, a lot of the time it's on the neck of them as well. There is one that I haven't put up on the on the page, but it's 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 almost got like paradox black, you know, in the um, just going down the body, just inside where the yellow would normally be. It's, right. It's weird. It it is pointing to sort of maybe a melanistic sort of thing, maybe you know it's an IMG sort of thing. Right. The, the original black eye matrix that I used, from, the one from Jasper. That started mm-hmm. off really blue gray, and as it's getting older now, it's it's going really really dark, especially its head. It's turning black, and you don't really see that in Matrix. Is that? Oh no! Not again! This <laughs> again? No, no. Oh no! Oh well. Might have to do it again, Graham. Yeah. Click in again. Crap. Anyway, but no, dude. It it's definitely a very cool project to think about and I mean it kind of reminds me of your IJ project almost with the black and the melanism coming through yeah and what's um, let's see did he I don't know if I guess he's going to click in again All right. this is um, there we are <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> I don't know whether it's my Wi-Fi connection or what <laughs> We're gonna blame Could be a lot of things. It's a well, yeah. oh, well, well, I, 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 no. <laughs> uh, um, I noticed this other one. I'm uh, this may. I guess it's uh, it's got a sort of the same look where it has. Now I don't even know if this is a black-eyed one, but it has those black dots along the back, and then the tail's really black. I just posted the picture in the chat. Let's take a look. Uh, that's one of the fifty percent Posset teen eggs, the super stripes. Oh, okay. That, oh. Yeah, that's from the second clutch. That's from um, the genetic stripe had teen egg male to my super stripe female. So that's one of the super stripes in that clutch. Huh. Yeah, yeah, same kind of wild thing where the tail is like different than the rest. Yeah, um, you can see, you can see on that one the tri stripe in front of the neck, and then it stops and goes into like a fatter stripe on the back. Yeah. So it sort of works the opposite way to that other crazy super stripe that I had though. Yeah, man. You can, you know, in no two just in that same. one gene. Yeah, you can go yeah. in so many directions, you know. Oh yeah. You gotta have a project for each thing that's coming out of this thing, like you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's not, zero, zero, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. Stop that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it always sort of takes me back to VHS that was out years ago where Tracy went to Rich Eiley's place when he was working with the salmon boa gene. Right. He was just go, he was going through his room saying, "All right, we you know we've made these salmon boas, but look at the tail on this one, and look at the tail on this one. We're these together now and get a totally different look, you know, just just within the salmon thing, and and you can literally do that with these projects. You find two similar looking animals, and you know you can selectively breed for the traits that you like the most, I suppose." You know, yeah, these yeah. things don't have to be a, a proven morph or whatever. You can create the look that you want just by, again, playing the long game and picking out the look that you seem to prefer. Yeah, what I have noticed about short tail keepers in general is they have a more defined eye for, um, like, uh, projects and traits and... Yeah. You know, all these little things that pop up as you're producing, uh, yeah. you know, babies. It really, uh, the sky's the limit, man. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. There's so much variation within each clutch. You know, you can find, everyone's going to find something that they do like. And, that, you know, they want to hold back and want to want to work with. Unfortunately, a lot of people just haven't really got the patience to hold hold stuff back. But I suppose you find that in all species. Sure. Yeah, you sure. do. Yeah. yeah. Next breeding season rolls around, and you've got a full cage space, and you know you've got to sell last year's stuff, and then before you know it, you've probably you sold something that really you should have in a couple of years. You're going to regret selling. And you should have kept. Yeah, that's happened to me a couple times. I try to give the pretty stuff to friends of mine so that, like, if I regret it, I'll just kick in their door and be like, give it back. But, you know, right. yeah. Yeah. one yeah. of those things. Yeah, I've started we... giving a few baby snakes to two friends lately where I just haven't asked for any money off them. And I've just sort of wanted to sort of pay it forward, you know, to, to good, good people in the hobby. So they're on, you know, the right path or whatnot. And mm-hmm. you seem to get a lot out of that. You get more out of that than actually selling an animal to someone and, and you know, taking some cash for it. And although yeah. it might not make sense when you've got a rodent bill to pay and stuff like that, it's really nice to see. <laughs> it's nice to see people appreciate it and then raise that animal themselves and, you know, show you what it looks like in a few years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm... when you're selling these things, they go out into the wilderness and you never see a photo of them again, even though, you know, you really want to see how this, this clutch appear or what happened to them. You know, sometimes you lose contact with the people. You on the Yeah, I, you know, that came up. Um, one of the things I started doing, because I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been getting, like, I've only produced, I don't even know, what, maybe 30 clutches of carpets, maybe, maybe more. I don't know. Um, but anyway... You know, people hit me up saying, oh, I got this snake, uh, you know, it's uh, an inland, you know, and they said it came from you or, you know, this is a Darwin. And I'm like, <laughs> nope, I never produced those. So I yep. started keeping a list of who I sell to and just, you know, keep that information together yep. so that if somebody does ask, I can say, oh, yeah, that went to so-and-so. But I get what you're saying because me – I guess what me, Owen, Riley, we're kind of in this 
Matt's kind of the same way where we just kind of Keith, he's the same way. We just kind of like pass snakes to each other. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that much more than like, you know, selling the snakes because it's kind of like, you know, that that person that you're giving to is going to appreciate what you're giving them uh, and just makes it that much sweeter. You know, my, of course, like you said, you don't pay the rodent bill, but <laughs> exactly. You know, the, the other problem is also that you, you you get your friends addicted to these types of snakes. Like you know, maclots were not even on my radar, and then Eric gives me one, and now that's ruined me. And then <laughs> Matt gave me a retick, and that ruined me there too. Like you know, it's no more no more stuff I don't oh, already I have. Got about you and your retics. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Give give them a give them a male so they know that they're gonna end up buying a female from you because he needs something <laughs> to pair it with. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. smart. Yeah, that's that's always yeah. a method to the madness. Yeah. Let me ask. Let me ask this question: When you come to the states, is there a species of snake or reptile in general that you would be looking forward to maybe working with or keeping or even seeing that you may not be able to have seen? Over in the UK, or kept over there, yeah. Oh man, um, there's a ton. Um, I'm really, really sort of going through it. I don't know what it is, but I'm going back through like a, a colubrid phase where I just want every different colubrid. And, <laughs> you know, moving to North America is like a dream come true for me because I could probably drive to Texas in a day and go with these things and you know, see them in the wild. But the venomous stuff as well, all the different yeah. snakes, you know, the, uh, yeah. the leopardus and the rock rattlers and, you know, black tail rattlers. Oh, just, you know, yeah, I'm going to be spoiled for choice. I really <laughs> want to, I really want to work with venomous, but I think I'll probably leave that, you know, to, to work only. You want the hot springs reptile garden. Yeah. You, know, I, you, you wind down when you get home. You don't want to have to like deal with vipers when you get home too. That's no. it, yeah. Plus, my me, me son's really curious about the snakes, and it's, you just don't want them open in the wrong cage. You know? No, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, 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 sure. <laughs> I think uh, that'd be grounds for uh, the missus packing her bags and leaving on me, so. <laughs> yeah, that would, that, would, that would probably do it, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, that's awesome. I mean, it, like you said about the whole going to Texas and just finding your own, I mean, that's the coolest thing ever, in my opinion. Yeah. Plus, plus, I'll be working with Randall and Dennis, you know, and both of those guys. Have, have, they've just got a, a history, you know. They've been in this thing since since the, the dawn of herpetology and herpetoculture. So yeah, just right. learning from those two guys and, and you know, seeing the places where they go out. And because Dennis is 70, I think he's 78 now, and he still goes out snake hunting. You know, oh, he's shit. Got, Good for him. That's, that's amazing. Dennis has still still got the uh, snake hook Carl Carfell made for him. He used to work for Carfell at uh, Staten Island Zoo back in no, you know, no shit the 50, back in the fifties. <laughs> you know, you know the book the uh, the, the keeper and the kept by Carfell. Yes. Uh-huh. Dennis gave him the title for that book. No shit. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you should really get Dennis and Randall on here and talk about you know the uh, the old well, school days. We're saving that. Stories. Yeah. We're saving that for when we come out and see your park. I mean, when you oh, guys yeah. are set up and running, and we you, you know, we fly out and check this place out. I mean, come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one, gents. 
Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So are you going to, I mean, I'm curious about this. Have you ever worked with Venomous before at all? Um, I've not had Venomous before. I've always been around people who have. So I've got the experience of okay. sort of hooking okay. them and pinning them and things like that and tubing them. But, you know, I'm just really careful. And I think I've always looked for mentoring these sorts of things. And I think right. Randall's the perfect Venomous mentor. For anyone, sure. you know, he's Randall's work with all the, you know, he was massive into lance heads, tree vipers, arboreal vipers. You know, he's still got venomous now. He's got spitting cobras, rattlesnakes. You know, he's he's got mangrove pet vipers, um, and wow. Randall just Randall's just a natural. When you watch him with a snake hook, you know, it, there's no better person to learn from. Um, Jesus. I did almost get a job on the Venom line at the School of Tropical Medicine in London, uh, Liverpool, sorry, and over here in the UK. I got down to the file too from like 300 applicants, but I didn't get the job. And that would have been, you know, basically milking the venoms and synthesizing the anti-venoms and the proteins from that. Right. So wow. that, that would have been an interesting role, but I think this role in, uh, in Arkansas is going to... Right. <laughs> Yeah, things yeah. happen for a reason, right? You know. Yeah, this is, I think I've saved myself for a better thing there. Yeah. yeah. I think and I would much rather it. work in that type of environment than as yeah. cool as milking snakes every day would be. I mean, you just would think that yeah. <laughs> you but, have a higher chance of problems happening, I guess. But say yeah. you see you see those old milk. You see the guys who are like they run the milking facility, and half of them don't have fingers. I mean, yeah. like you know, it's. I'd yeah. much rather <laughs> I'd much rather eventually, just do it from a keeping perspective. Yeah. Yeah. When you're at the sharp end of it eventually, you know, mistakes are gonna happen unfortunately. So happens right. to, to the guys that are doing that job, but you know Hell yeah. You've got to think about yourself and your family first as well, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Limit limit the amount of danger you're in. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's cool. That being said, All you're right. gonna have to learn how to jump on crocodile too, or so. I mean, like, how how well, how in depth are you going with this reptile collection at this place? Well, we're, we're gonna have you know the whole family. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have various crocodilians. We're gonna Excellent. have lizards. We're gonna have we're gonna have a whole of snakes where it's native North American snakes, and especially the ones found in and around the national park in the uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. So it's bringing nice. sort of like the locals, you know, a little bit of education aspect about what what wildlife's out there and how to respect it. Um, we're going to have, you know, various rare and endangered species from around the world. We're going to have turtle ponds. We're also going to have a falconer coming in at weekends and doing the flyovers, you know, with uh, with with bald eagles and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, no. no, that'll get know. the Americans. Yeah, that, that'll that do it. Now you're doing <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's all about that press. bird. <laughs> yeah. The patrioticness. Um, yeah, we've got a yeah. guy who's the president of the Arkansas Falconers Association, and he's going to come and do that for us at weekends. That's we're cool. Gonna up, we're going to have an upstairs library, which is like going to be the best hair library on the planet. Oh, you! Oh, now Eric's going. Now you got me. Dennis himself is a big collector of books, and he's got a huge collection himself. 
but he's also bought out several collections, you know, some big ones, and we're going to fill the upstairs library, sort of like a, a research lab too, and kids can come in at weekends, you know, if they're doing a school project or whatnot, mm-hmm. and they can um, they can use the facilities, use the computers, use the microscopes, and you know, and hopefully we're going to be further in the next generation of herpetologists. It, it it's almost like um it's almost like the presidential library of herpetology. It's like you know it's yeah. like we're just going to build the library. Here's all the info. It's like that's, yeah. that's well, awesome. the citadel of herpetology. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, Eric's going to go and I'm going to have to drag him away from that. It's like that's that's bad, dude. Yeah, yeah that's it's, awesome. Um, we are going all out with this thing. It's going to be twenty eight thousand square foot of you know of just education and you know teaching kids and we're going to have snake handling demonstrations crocodile feeding demonstrations it's going to be fantastic i i think i think texas is going to lose the southern carpet fest i'm just going to say that (laughs) that if if the southern carpet fest people are smart people um they would be working on that one but i I don't know i can't tell you what to say I think what? they're 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 rejecting the Carpet Fest and they're moving to Condro Fest. Um, yeah. So no All worries, right. I, we're just moving me. over. If, excuse me, I have to call. I have to call a certain doctor I know and scream at him. It's so, not the doctor. Know, oh, who is this? Who's doing this? I will. Now, we'll worry about this later. Eric and I will talk about this later. <laughs> There was a question. Yeah, we'll have I want to back Southern Carpet Fest. At, yeah, in, right. There was a yeah. question. I want to back up. Uh, Ryan threw a question in the chat when we were talking about, uh, you know, the the black eyed gene and stuff. So, oh yeah. Um, he said, "Now, what would be the course of action if breeding a new gene that follows incomplete dominance inheritance? Let's say you breed for a homozygous expression, but you get." say 10 eggs and nine black eyes and one dead Lucy, would you call it there or breed again the next season to try to prove it out? Well, I think, I think if you've, if you found only one dead Lucy stick, then you've got to put that down to chance and you'd probably try it again. If you yeah. the same sorts of defects in the next clutch, then, then you just got to be open and honest about it. But as we know, you know, look at the spider ball. A lot of people said there wasn't a super for years when everyone knew who was working with it was producing a fatal white super. And a lot of people are still breeding jack to jack. You know, it's not something that I'd, I'd go for, but people are nope. still doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, we try to I don't like, avoid I, that I don't like every a, chance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like yeah. opening the incubator and just seeing heartbreak there in front of you. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just not a nice thing. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense because, like, why go through the whole getting the eggs just to know that half of them are going to be dead? You yeah. know, I mean, it's it's pointless. I mean, we all work with morphs and stuff, and, you know, none of these things really, well, some of them do exist in the wild, you know. I think right. we found about 10 T-Pos albino bloods now at adult size in the wild, but... You know, when people say that's not a naturally occurring snake, a lot of times it has been a naturally occurring snake. You know, they found adult pied ball pythons in the wild and they've done just fine, you know. But, you know, I think when we're creating these things, we've got a responsibility as well. So, you know, sort of, like Ryan says, no one to call it. You know, 
it, it ultimately right. we're, we're breeding animals at home and a lot of you know we're not going to be releasing them into the wild or anything like that but we you know if you're working with animals and you're handing them over to anyone else you've got to ensure that the longevity and the health of the animal is paramount mm. right it is yeah you see some of these goldfish now and they've got big bulbous eyes and you can barely <laughs> swim and they're floating around in these tanks but it's just, yep. You know, yep. it's funny you bring up uh, goldfish. I was, I you know, I was on YouTube, and you know how you go down a rabbit hole, and next thing yep. you know, uh, you're watching. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, four hours later. Yeah, it's okay, I got you. <laughs> so I'm watching. Uh, it was. I, I wanted to see what it was because I remember Matt bringing this up. Right, he was talking about aquarium hobbyists, and like they do a lot of YouTube stuff. So somehow, yeah. some way this aquarium hobbyist guy gets on there and um, basically he's saying like, what are the worst, the fish that should be taken out of the aquarium hobby. And he had like a list of 10 and number one was the goldfish. Um, But it was just weird because I'm just, I'm hearing them go through like, so they were talking about, I don't even know the name of these fish, but they get huge. And there's this one fish that's like in the Amazon and can grow to 350 pounds or something like that. And he's like, if you're going to keep a 350 pound fish, uh, you know, he's like, I'm a big guy. And if you put me in this fish tank, I would be very uncomfortable. So basically he's saying like not a lot of people have the ability to really uh, sort of keep these fish and so that they should be taken out of the hobby. And I, I just kept having visions of retics and you know there yeah. was a uh, you know venomous keepers in the hobby that should there be a license should there not be a license <laughs> um, no. you know that you was know. on the chat <laughs> earlier today um right i tend to think that there should be i i don't yeah. I'm, i don't want to tell people what they should and shouldn't do but at the same time i've also been the hamburg and i know <laughs> at that reptile show <laughs> what happens when you see the kid with the cobra walking out and he's got a cobra oh, retic and a croc it, and you're just like, this is just going to end dead, dead, dead and kill somebody. Um, but yeah. It's, yeah. And it's funny because you say this because I think a couple months ago, a friend of mine helped pull a bunch of cobras and rattlesnakes out of an apartment complex near Philadelphia. And then today a woman living nearby found a monocle cobra on her front killed it with a shovel and I'm sitting there and I'm like ah oh, god damn it and it's like this is irresponsible keeping of very dangerous animals and I for one am the first one who's like you don't need to kill the snake with the shovel Yeah. but this was a cobra yeah. in outside also, now I will say that she shouldn't have she should have waited for the proper authorities because normally you put yourself in harm's way by going after it but you know, that animal should not have been there, and it was definitely a danger to many, many people. So, Absolutely not. Yeah, you're right. I mean. And that, and that's the strict proof for some – it needs to be some – maybe there needs to be some sort of permit system because this is clearly – you know, other venomous keepers should be pissed off at this guy definitely. who allowed this to happen because definitely. this is not what should happen. No. I mean yeah. – the responsible guys, the res- especially with the venomous within the venomous community, there's a lot of like science orientated people and, and yeah, you know, people who are so professional and you know astute in what they do, and then you get 
on our soul who's just let their snake loose and for every 300 responsible people there's this one arsehole and that's all it takes the press jump all over it and the next minute you know it's battened down the hatches and your whole state's lost its ability to keep exotic animals yeah it it, it would to be honest there pennsylvania walks the line constantly because we are yeah the only state out of all the ones that we border that doesn't have any rules for crocodilians, monitors, large yeah. snakes, and venomous. And people will come to Pennsylvania to the shows because they know they can get the stuff and then leave. So yeah. it's, you know, if there's ever a crocodile or an alligator in New York, nine times out of 10, it was born, it was bought at a Pennsylvania reptile show. So sure, sure. we're constantly walking that tightrope to pissing everybody off and then finally shutting something down. And yeah. it, 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 I think it's only going to be a matter of time at some point, which is fine. I keep pythons, <laughs> you know, um, which uh, I can't move to Florida's having problems now with carpet pythons. So can't move to Florida. <laughs> Shut your mouth, you. <laughs> oh, so um, the underground reptiles up. <laughs> oh, well, no, they found, they found uh, something, somebody, something was circling. It was first the underground ad, and then somebody was circling photos of a wild carpet that they found on a job site in Orlando. And I'm like, crap. Oh, so, you know, this is exactly what the Morelia community needs is to become the next retic thing. So. Oh, dear. I was talking to Lon not too long ago about, I think he went on holiday down in Florida, and he said when he went fishing, he just dropped a net in one of the ponds down there. And he said he was pulling African cichlids and all kinds out. You know, it's just a, a hot mess down there for, for everything. Yeah. 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 horrible. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, we thing. do have a we do have a caller um, that wants what? to speak to you, Graham. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't worry, oh. Owen. It's not Jim. <laughs> no, well, he, Jim would know who Graham is, but yeah, I got you. Good. <laughs> hey, Randall, is that you? Yes, sir. Hey man, how hey, you Graham. doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, everybody. Uh, Graham told me about four hours ago. He goes, "Hey, I'm going to be on Morelia Python Radio tonight on the podcast." And I said, "Okay." And that was like four or five hours ago. So I come downstairs to my computer and I go to Google and I go, "Contro Python Radio." Come <laughs> <laughs> up. Oh. I'm old school, you know. I still call them Contro Pythons, but anyway. <laughs> it's been a great interview and, uh, and stuff, and I, I love talking to Graham, and, and we video chat sometimes and stuff. And I can't wait to get him over here. He, I know he's coming here in September. Yeah. We're going to go to the NARBC in Arlington, Texas, and then I'm going to take Sweet. him out to West Texas, and we're going to catch rattlesnakes or whatever, and maybe maybe look for some alternative. You know, I'll, I'm going to take him all the good places nice. and yeah. everything, but. You guys, you all have a great show, and um, thanks, man. And y'all are great hosts, I and am. Um, and you're funny, and you know I learned <laughs> a lot. Of I'm, I'm a venomous guy <laughs> and crocodiles all my right, life, okay. but um, and I've only had a few pythons in my life, but um, you know I learned a lot of stuff about this, especially about carpet pythons and stuff, and Arian Jaya's and stuff when I listen to you. So, you know, <laughs> um, how are you doing, Graham? Good, man. Good. <laughs> I'm missing you, bro. I miss you, bro. How how's Amy and Benjamin? Oh, they're asleep, mate. Yeah. 
No, it's, uh, I, I, I learned a lot of stuff. I, I, in fact, Graham was over here uh, last October in Little Rock, Arkansas, and, and I picked him up at the airport and stayed with me for a little over a week. And I had my very first blood python in my life, and um, uh, and he came over. It was a, a T positive albino. I got in a trade, and nice. uh, this, you know, I was scared to death of it. I, I blood pythons <laughs> are like, you know, they just look like that's why they call them blood pythons. In other words, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and, and so he just reaches in. I said, "What sex is it? He just reached in and picked this thing up. It's like four foot and weighs twenty five pounds, and and pops the hemipenes out longer than my dick, and I'm going, oh, I'm not dick you yet? And, and then, you know, he, he, you know and he puts it back in, 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 in you know, in my rack and, and puts it back, so it's a male mate, you know. I'm going, oh, okay. so, but anyway, it, it's, it's a great show, and um, I'm enjoying listening. I'm going to listen all the time now, guys. Awesome. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, Thank when you. you guys get uh, get it going, we're you know we're gonna ask you to come on and tell us oh, all about it. Can't wait. Fly in and, and, and um, yeah, absolutely. We'll you know we'll, we'll we'll give you the grand tour, the behind the scenes tour, everything. Yeah. I can't wait. We'll go snake hunting if you want, and we'll just go out Definitely. to bars and drink <laughs> beer and stuff. We can do both. <laughs> all of that. All of that yeah. sounds great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe not all on the same day. <laughs> what? No, do it all at once. It's fine. Well, we can look for venomous snakes before we go to drink. You know, we yeah, don't want to do it the opposite you way. Do that before. Yeah. Yeah. We got always Western do that Diamondbacks before. here at Arkansas and cane break rattlesnake. Well, now, now they're calling them timber because it's been changed taxonomically. <laughs> you know, but I'm right. miles ramble. here and. And I'm we got uh, pygmy rattlesnakes, of course, and coral snakes. Just that's only the four venomous and copperheads and cottonmouths, of course. Those are the only venomous snakes here. But when I take them out to West Texas, you know, we got lepidus, we got black tail rattlers, like we mentioned. You know, we got western diamondbacks, you got prairie rattlesnakes, all kinds right. of neat stuff. Oh, so you know, it's just cool. great. Maybe we ought to, when you guys come in, we'll all go out to West Texas. Hell all yeah, right. I would it's love to do a that. Lot of, a lot of colubers, and, a lot of venomous, and, and scorpions, and, and scolopendras. I'm talking about 14-inch centipedes that will eat your mother. I mean, this is <laughs> fun. Nice. It's awesome. All right. That's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forget Southern Carpet Fest, man. We're going. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys. Yeah. They, they yeah. pissed me off. You yeah. can have your Condro Fest, man. We're going. We're going. Yeah. yeah. Screw you guys. Yeah. No, we're going. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, thank you, thank you very much for having me or accepting my call. Yeah, of course. I, I told Graham Anytime. I would listen, and it's it's, it's great. And and, uh, and when you guys meet Graham, you will love him to death. He's he's such a down to earth dude. I mean, it, it, you know, and honest and truthful, and and um, he's just such a great guy, and he's very 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 knowledgeable, especially oh, on yeah. all pythons. Well, that I don't know. Facebook seems to disagree with him a lot, so you know. Yeah, it's gonna happen to us. Oh, Ryan all those guys do. Who cares? We don't. I was just no. kidding, Dan. I was kidding, Ryan. <laughs> oh, they will. Uh, uh, I don't care. Awesome. Uh, thank awesome. you, guys. Love you. Yeah, thank, thank you, man. Yeah, man. Love you, Graham. Awesome. Love you for the. <laughs> we'll catch up with you soon. All that right, sounds man. great, dude. That's awesome. 
Man, you got now. I want to work there, man. I'm yeah, ready to quit my you, job and move down. Yeah, when are you guys like taking applications? We'll relocate to Arkansas. You know, yeah. Yeah, we'll just run Shit. the podcast out of the library. Oh God, no, that sounds way too good. No. Uh, <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Jesus Christ, stop it! Who just stop taking their catchphrase? So, I know. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry, Reptile and Chill fellows. Oh, They're gonna get mad at us. And now he's back. I'm back. Uh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> yep. So, oh. right. Yeah, I was saying, man, it sounds yeah. like uh, you guys are going to have sounds a blast. Like, yeah, dear oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I, I, do you know what's always interesting for me as well? I mean, I've wanted to get a foot in the door just working in a zoo or something with reptiles right. for, for my whole life since I was seven right. years old. I re- found it really hard, even after studying zoology at university and stuff like that. Opportunity not just to work somewhere like this, but to see it built from the ground up, and who gets to do that? You know, yeah, man. You know, no, in a no. hundred years' time, this place is still going to be there. And I was, and I, I was there to get the place up, get it built, and get it running. You know, it's just a, a fantastic dream come true that I've been presented with, and I'm really grateful for believing in me and and, and putting their trust in me. Yeah, so, no, that yeah. that that is the dream. Unfortunately, yeah. like you're I've, preaching to the choir. <laughs> so. yeah, definitely. Every Jeez. day I wake up and I think, you know, wow, <laughs> this is gonna happen. Nothing, so that's nuts. You've worked at a zoo before, uh, Owen, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I worked at a small, um, ZAA accredited zoo. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, so that was that was my thing and that and I I I was I probably stayed there longer than I ever should have because I was lured into the that will get the zoo up and running and you can design the reptile department from the ground up so you know when I say you're preaching yeah. the choir it's like this was yeah this was the dream I was chasing fresh out of college at some point yeah so yeah yeah I think, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's also an opportunity between myself and Randall we're going to have uh pretty much full autonomy on what we're going to be able to work, you know, what species we're going to be able to to get in and work with. And Randall's got the contacts to get pretty much whatever we want, you know, within the law. So it's going to be a tough decision, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How do you sit there and make the list? Because, I mean, yeah. you got to figure out what crocs, what lizards, what turtles, yeah. what tortoise, you know. I mean, like, what what would you figure? And you also want to be different too. I mean, I'd like to you work do. with some of the more in, uh, the more endangered species of crocodilians, like the Philippine mm-hmm. crocodiles, or who knows, Chinese alligators, or the the, the Thomas Dome with the false gharials, or oh know, yeah, there's just you know. Now, will you guys really be doing? Be hard. Will yeah. you guys be doing anything along the lines of like uh, getting involved with? I mean, I would assume at some point maybe you would, but like conservation. Uh, of certain Absol- species, or? A- absolutely, and we also we, we're going to have a conference hall, and we we ideally either want to start a herpetological society, and give grants to people who are doing, you know, funding or PhDs or, you know, field work, and we want uh, to wow. sort of help help them along too, and, wow. and host host our own symposiums and things like that. I mean, we're all moving to Arkansas. Unfortunately, yeah. we're all going to end up moving to Arkansas. I don't really know how else 
Yeah. I mean, this is we're all going to end up doing. put yeah. Arkansas on the map in the, in the world of herpetology anyway. You know? Well, no, yeah, it's, it's on the map regardless. Arkansas has kind of missed a lot of times. So, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> but I don't know why uh, because it's, especially the town of Hot Springs where this place is going to be, is absolutely mm. beautiful. And you're right there. Everyone, like, recreational boating lakes and you've got gorgeous mountains mm. and national park and national forest and, and it's so touristy too. I mean, we've got a Magic Springs theme park just down the road with roller coasters and stuff like that. Um, we've got a new hotel being built um, over the road from where our site's going to be. So we're going to go over that custom too, and it's going to have thermal pools and use the uh, the thermal waters of hot springs and have like an outdoor sort of sauna type thing for this hotel. Oh. So that that's, that's going to be massive in itself, and we're going to get all of that custom just as people go through the town, you know. If you've got a family and two kids are in the car in the back back seat and they see reptile garden, you know, boy, they're going in anyway. Mm-hmm. Whether the parents want to or not, you know, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be coming in and wanting to see some snakes and cool crocodiles for the day. Right. That's so nuts. As far That's as awesome. a location, this place is just a no brainer, you know, for for this kind of attraction. Yeah, that's so cool. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Check I that out. Yeah, uh, Barry. Um, maybe. Yeah. Oh, and maybe you convince you can convince the girlfriend to move to Arkansas. That's not oh, too far from that. Florida. You stop that. I'm thinking. I'm put already that thinking that in the universe. Yeah, I think, um, I put it out. Yeah. I I'm think Dennis McGee is actually trying to call in, guys. Are you seeing a caller? <laughs> Who is? I think Dennis, Dennis McGee to... is is trying to call in. You guys uh, seeing a caller? Uh, uh, Eric's uh, gotta I, check that. I have a few. Do you know his area code? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we see his number. Yeah. I've yeah, got his mobile number, but not his area code. One second. Go or maybe five oh one. Five oh one. Five oh one. Yeah, we got yeah. a five oh one. Yeah, click right. it. <laughs> You're privileged to have Dennis calling. Ah, <laughs> ah yeah, all right. <laughs> hey, Dennis, is that you? Hello, hello, how are you? Hey, Dennis. Yeah, how are you, man? <laughs> hey, Graham. How, hi, my friend. Uh, hey, buddy. I've been listening to the show. I've been trying to get in, and I just listened, of course, to Randall, and that was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I just heard Randall uh, talking to y'all. Uh, and uh, by the way, the host to have a, a an invitation to bring the radio show right down here to the to the uh, <laughs> reptile gardens here in Hot Springs. Oh yeah, sure. done. But uh, <laughs> done. But all I can say is uh, to help uh, Graham, uh, Graham here with this. Uh, when is it opening thing? See, I've signed a confidentiality on that right now with the investor. Mm. And mm-hmm. so, again, I, when it gets announced, I'll, it'll be soon now. Don't get me wrong. I'm still mm-hmm. doing some paperwork and contractual stuff. But other than that, it is real quick, real soon here. And we we're trying to work some stuff for Randall, I mean, for, for Graham, uh, as mm-hmm. far as this immigration thing. It's going to take a little process. But, uh, of course, that's not going to interfere with. And, by the way, I'm on that trip with you guys out west. Don't worry about that. I'm driving <laughs> I'm driving it, so I don't right, know cool. why Randall didn't mention the fact that I'm driving the car. 
guys in it. I mean, that kind of leaves me out in the kind of the cold, don't it? Yeah, it's a little but, weird. Uh, can I get along? Can I go on this trip with you guys? Of course. <laughs> like I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, you bet. And I think I could actually show Randall a few new uh, spots to catch some snakes, too. So uh, <laughs> I'm getting jealous here. I'm getting left out in the, in the wind. <laughs> I'm just an old man that's trying to trying to sneak on a trip out west, it sounds like. But, uh, hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. It's fine. We'll do the podcast. <laughs> we'll do the podcast right on the road in the car while we're herping. Yeah, we can no yeah. mobile. <laughs> yeah, that would really be a classic. I'm, I'm telling you, you might have to censor it. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. No, uh, we, we we got, got that hard R rating. <laughs> We're good. That's funny. That's funny. You know, but uh, you know, when a bunch of snake hunters get in a car, you never know what's being talked about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I am so excited uh, uh, for Graham and his family and and whatever. But you guys uh, all are doing a wonderful job with your podcast and all your programs and stuff. I mean, it's Thanks, so man. so great that uh, Thank you. Yeah, and I. I I know it's been uncomfortable for Graham to try when uh, how, when are you going to open and all that. So it's been a, a you know a little embarrassing in that sense I think for him. And I want to relieve that from him. It's it's all due to these other contractual things. So, yeah, we can understand uh, that. You know, yeah. I hope so because we have all the all the permits, everything's ready, and uh, and it's really soon. It, we're doing the the final. Yeah, I'm saying I don't know. It's very soon. I can't say when. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm uh, learning a lot, and and I'll learn a lot. But uh, uh, at the same time, I'm sure I have a few things to that people can share, and I'll share that. Uh, hopefully, I can be of some, uh, you know, some use to them. I'm just the I I'm. Then I'm a developer of real estate and so on and so forth for the last 35 years. I, but my earlier, I was working at different zoos and with some famous people and enjoyed my life, and whatever. Right. And now I'm ready to, I'm ready to share all that uh, with anybody. But at the same time, I've never lost my passion for the reptiles and the and the to try and teach it and uh, share the. The excitement that we all uh, know that reptiles bring us, but we know yep. that they're a vital part of the ecosystem, and we want everybody to understand that and uh, and be right. cautious and same time be very uh, conservative and not kill things and whatever. But mm-hmm. but again, I had to call. I'm so nervous. I don't know why I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question I'm for nervous. you. I am. I'm I got nervous. a question for you. <laughs> Uh, with all the years that you've been working with reptiles, do you have a favorite? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm definitely uh, with rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes. Um, you know. Yeah. yeah. And crocodilians. Is there a particular species? Uh, or well, just in no, general? not really. Uh, just in yeah, general. Well, <laughs> I like the mount. I like lepidus, you know, and and the, but I like the mountain forms uh, more than okay. You know, and I and, and the massasagas. I, I've you know, I I've caught oh, yeah. Eastern and Western, but uh, but the uh, no Massasaugas are very unique snakes as far as I'm concerned. Uh, right. Sisters, but they, but no, uh, I'm interested in. I keep a lot of uh, different kinds of snakes, but vipers are very interesting to me. Of course, at the mm-hmm. zoos that I worked at, the Staten Island and Cincinnati and Columbus, 
Well, the Columbus Zoo under Lou Pistoia, he was a real legend at his time. And right. uh, he, uh, that zoo at that time, years ago, we're talking about in the 70s, had the world's large, or excuse me, the, in the United States, the largest uh, viper collection. And uh, he's oh, breeding okay. them. Uh, and that at that time, which was a very rare thing. Unheard of thing. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but no, I had a chance to work with vipers back then of, very, of some rare stuff. And everything, and I got really addicted to them. I think they're fascinating. Beautiful animals, too. I mean, they're just beautiful. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 And, and their habits. And, but, uh, but no, I, uh, I didn't learn a whole lot about the breeding because he wouldn't share that. That was a shame. He wouldn't mm-hmm. really share a lot of the – he had those in a section yeah. that every once in a while he'd let me go in, of course, and help clean and whatever and talk a little bit about it and help carry the tray with somebody. So it's about all I can say. I'm just being honest with you. That's about all it was uh, on a cart. That's all I was doing. But he would talk a little bit about it, but he was very secretive about uh, how how he was working on getting these to feed and breed and stuff, and that's a shame. But uh, but other than that, that's when I got addicted to the vipers, and I really uh, uh, really am still interested uh, in all this. You know, I you guys are all breeders, and that is mm-hmm. something that is going to be so fascinating to me. And I don't know much about how to talk morphs. I mean, they start talking morphs, and I'm I'm standing there looking like. A deer with a <laughs> and uh, I'm thinking, my God, what's that about? <laughs> talking about God, it's so interesting. If I just see right. what species they were talking about, <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I mean, it, it is uh, kind of. I go to these shows, and my God, they're standing around there talking another language. And but uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying is, I'm I'm just a vehicle here for the future, hopefully. Of uh, a beautiful reptile attraction, and a, a future for some great people, and I want to be right. a part of that. So that's really awesome. my motivation at this point in my life. So, but Graham, awesome. old buddy, I love you. I love your love family. You too, buddy. Uh, tell you have to tell them all hi for me, and I'm well going to get off the phone before I faint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but I am so nervous I can't stand it. Uh, I'll, catch, I'll catch up one of these days and start being able to talk to you. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I had to bump in on this phone call because, uh, you know, I, I am going to be driving the car that you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right on. And I, Definitely. So give me a little plug there. Okay. Well, uh, we, we, uh, thank you again for your beautiful show. I mean, you really do a wonderful job. I, I, I've yeah. listened to you before. And uh, oh, Graham, old buddy, good uh just take care. It's all coming. Yeah. You too, Dennis. <laughs> Give my love to Sarah. Right. I will. I sure will. Thank you, guys. All right. All thank right. you. I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bye-bye. Man, you have quite the fan club. Damn, Graham. dude. I mean, uh... Uh, what, a, what a gentleman Dennis is. Yeah. You know, just just the knowledge and, and such a heart that he's got, you know, just can't be for you. Yeah, he's man. Love you too. Yeah. He's got awesome. stories. Like he's gotta just have stories on oh, stories oh. on stories. I mean, dear lord. You could sit uh, there and listen to him talk about the you know, about Carfeld and him working with Ross Allen and setting up Gator Town in Florida and stuff. You could listen oh to that stuff all day. 
yeah, all day. We're gonna have to, Eric. You're gonna have to like, we, we might, like, we might have to go down there and record an episode with him so that he's not like, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. You know? yeah. yeah. No, we do not need Jim on the phone call. That would degrade the episode right now. All right. No. <laughs> God. Dude, that's, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for this place to open up now. You know, yeah, you man. know, it's like uh, <laughs> these things crazy. take time, but you know, it's time that's all worth it in the end. When it is, oh, open, yeah. you know, you're gonna wonder what happened to that time. So, you know, I'm just excited to get out there. As Randall said, I'm going out in, in September. We're gonna go to NARBC Arlington. Hopefully. We're going to be visiting Dave and Tracy's place. Okay. And oh, wow. Be, yeah. <laughs> wow, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for the blood guy like me, that's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be yeah. hard, dude. <laughs> yeah. She's going she's to have to kick me out. <laughs> well, I but, mean, uh, there might be stuff there that you weren't expecting to see, or is there, like, some new stuff, or, I mean... Tracy's Who knows, got, dude? Tracy's got about a hundred different projects that just mm-hmm. haven't been released yet. I mean, I did show mm-hmm. the Black Eye stuff as well, and it's going to be in the new book, which is coming out soon, by the way. Nice. Yeah, the, uh, the the Pythons of the World Volume Three, Bloods and Short Tail Pythons, uh, Volume Four. Sorry, Volume Three was uh, the Malaysia and the Malay Archipelago, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, Volume Four is coming out soon. I think I'm going to have a few pitches in there that have sent her over anyway. With the super strike critiques from last year and the uh, and the black eyes this year, so I'm looking forward to to getting me teeth into that book anyway because there's going to be things that we can all learn from from Tracy, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so cool. Whenever comes out the market, it's just going to the floodgates are going to open just because people are looking at all these gorgeous pictures of all these blood pythons that they've never seen before. It's all going to yeah. help the blood market. Oh yeah, you know I I mean that, did I have a time frame on that book? Is that soon or have you heard? Well, I know they like to bring every last year they brought out volume three. I think it was at September Arlington, so it could right. be the September show. You know, I know the text was done. They just had to fill it with the photographs, so it, it right. could be the show. It could be you know, <laughs> could be Christmas time. Who knows? Right, could be something that gets put back in your bag on your way back home or yeah. something like that. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we do have one last, uh, qu- I mean, we're almost down in time, but one last question that popped up, Kyle. Um, so he had a question for you. Like what is, what is your, what's your plans for Borneo's when you make it over here? I guess. I think I'm going to, to be honest, I love them all. And there's some mm-hmm. amazing, amazing uh, Borneo guys like Frank Good, you know, Chris Jensen, um, Minotaur is the king, obviously. But just seeing, <laughs> I think Matt, Matt's Extreme Marbles are sort of the avenue I'd like to go. Right. And I'd, I'd like to, I wouldn't want to buy a straight up extreme, extreme marble. I'd like to just do what Matt did myself and see the different levels over the generations. You could work that, you know. So right, I, I think yeah. I think marbles are the avenue we're going, I'm going to go because there's so many. I think you know, 
we've already got the numbers and all of that, but I think working the marble into other things and the stripe maybe as well. I really like those, so I think gotcha. marbles are the one for me anyway. They've got my eye, the busy pattern, so You've you've never seen them in person, right? Yeah, I did a marble male over here in uh, the UK and I bred it to that female that never reproduced for me. And you know, who knows, maybe she is gonna go on and give someone a clutch from that marble, but I don't think so. I think mm. I'd, I'd have seen it by now, you know. Right. But yeah, I have seen them in the flash and they're absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. But not the extreme Very ones. Cool. I haven't seen those in the flesh yet. There. I will. <laughs> Good. <laughs> You're just gonna. Dude. I mean, you, you obviously, you know, you we've Dude. been kind of saying that we're gonna come visit you in Arkansas. You're gonna have to come to a Northeast Carpet Fest. Yeah. Yeah. When you get oh, over here, the, I mean, you're gonna have the to photos see. Photos the past few you know, weeks has made me really want to go. And you've got all the good people there. You know, you've got Keith and Frank and and Matt and you know. We, yeah, we are man. the best out of Looks all like carpet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we I do win. That must be a, a a feat in itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of those things. So yeah, it's, <laughs> um, quick subject change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, every uh, year we shave a year off of Eric's like life expectancy. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure how many we're gonna have left before he just disintegrates. Got, yeah. We you just guys gotta make it to the UK carpet first. I'm sending the I'm Hobbit. Sh- I gotta I send him first because <laughs> if it's not safe, then I won't go. Because I, I don't trust I feel like I'm going to be sitting here and I'm going to get a letter that's like cut out of magazines from the reptile and chill guys. So that we have your Hobbit, you know, you must leave a briefcase full of euros and I'm going to be like, Oh crap. What's the exchange rate? You know, it's, it's going to be, yeah, I, 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 they would be the troublemakers. So I'm, well, I'll, I'm I'll be there, Eric. Anyway, I'll be there with my family. So it'll be good to uh, oh, nice. hands with you at last. So yeah, that's absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Graham will keep yeah, you man. safe. Stick stay close to Graham. Don't trust those yeah. other three. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I can't wait. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be definitely. great. So. <sighs> yeah, uh, dude. All right. All this stuff yeah. we gotta do. <laughs> I know, right? Get it. Um uh, Okay. I don't know. Anything else you want to throw out there, man? Yeah, man. Uh, no. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for speaking Absolutely. to Randall and Dennis. And uh, hopefully of course, they they got you guys as excited as they got me over this uh, reptile garden thing. You know, it's going to be huge. Hell yeah. I could say um, yeah, that man. after talking with the both of them, I can see how you could get, like, so hooked up with these guys, like, swept up in it. Because they both seem insanely knowledgeable and insanely cool. Yeah. So it's like that. That that's that's awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm very fortunate to be in the situation that I'm in. You know. I'm a, well, if you, you need know, like a a maintenance guy or something like that, you, keep me in mind. <laughs> I'm already sending my resume. Now get out of here. Uh, I don't know. He yeah. can't reach Maybe. things on tile. He can't reach things on tall shelves. You don't want him. All right. I, do. <laughs> I could be in charge of the letter. food or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get you guys up there anyway. We'll give you the VIP tour. You know, no, party. dude, we're gonna we're gonna broadcast from the we're gonna do an episode from the library. All right, oh, I mean, yeah. like, we're gonna, we'll figure it out. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, the Damn, college dude. of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh god yes All right. beautiful yeah. well, thanks awesome. for having me on again guys anyway it's been a pleasure talking to you yep Absolutely, yeah, man. I Thank you, that. dude. And we know it's late over there and all that fun stuff, so thanks for coming on. Oh, okay. I'm going to go to the gym now. <laughs> <laughs> My man. <laughs> That's right. So, good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. All right, man. Okay. Take it easy. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs> Uh, awesome you know awesome, awesome. When, when when they're like he's like i'm gonna go to the gym i'm reminded of a simpsons episode where homer's like running and he passes a gym and he's like gaim what the hell is a gaim so like you know it's like that i have no idea what a gym is <laughs> <laughs> owen we did just what? get a uh we did just we did just get a request in um oh, from uh, what now from, no no it's not a bad thing oh. But okay. uh, maybe this is what we'll cover on next week's episode. Um, Go for it. But um, on on last week's uh, anyway, he says hello. First of all, this is from uh, his name is Anthony Bugno. Um, he says thanks so much for all your hard work and putting in the NPR. It's always one of my highlights of my Eric week. Does, last Eric does episode, most of it. I just show up. But go on. <laughs> Owens <laughs> referenced his conversation with Keith about his wood cage design. Please, please make an episode covering the topic. I'm currently in early mm. design process for our own wooden enclosure and would love mm. access to <laughs> what I am sure was a very informative conversation. Um, yeah, man, I guess we could. Yeah. Uh, we, we can could always hit on that. And, and uh, I did take pictures. I don't want to say throughout because I didn't take pictures every time because I'm working by myself and I was like head down and then I look up and I'm like, crap, I should have taken pictures of that. So, um, but I can kind of walk people through and the cages will actually be complete as of Friday. Cause that's oh, when cool. the glass shows up. Um, and once the glass is here, the dirt's going in, the isopods are going in, the mulch is going in, the springtails are going in the heat's getting turned on, the water's going in, the, the hide box is going in. And I think I might put a snake in there eventually, but like, you know, <laughs> it's like, we're, we're getting to that point. So, uh, but I do have like a parts list, I guess is what I would call it. Or I can tell people exactly what I did and how I kind of went through it. And uh, if that helps anybody, sure. Why not? I'll toss it out there. Cause you know, it's almost like I asked, Keith and Keith kind of just did all this stuff for me and I definitely kind of want to like pay that one forward because you know how many times could somebody like Keith just be like I don't know dude figure it out so you know it's definitely like that so uh, to be honest the amount of people that have asked me what I'm sealing the cages with has been insane (laughs) like everybody wants to know what I'm sealing these cages with so uh, yeah we can always do that I'm fine with that so, um, I was going to say, I've been kind of going down. So, I, I've been trying to look at whether I want to go building my own cages mm-hmm. or buying cages or whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, I'll have to send you this video I saw. This guy, he okay. makes his own. First of all, I, I could watch this for hours. And it's <laughs> it's not that I'm going to be like converting everything to these bioactive substrates and all this stuff. But some of the cages that, you know, especially people that are really good at it, to me, it's almost like an art, you know, it is. Um, 
but this guy he he built this king snake cage and mm-hmm. there's some kind of like i i don't know exactly uh what it is but it's some kind of epoxy but when you mix you have to mix like three things together and mm-hmm. then it, it makes like this white epoxy that you put on the inside of the cage and you just like yeah. kind of paint it on and it right. looks like it almost i mean from the look of it it looks like you know like a pvc cage from the outside but it's wood on on I mean, it's PVC on the inside, but wood on the outside. But it's really, right. really cool. Um, and that was going to be an option before Keith told me about the clear coat that I used. Was because uh-huh. uh, Chris and I were talking about it because he and I were bouncing off ideas. And he's like, clear coat. He's like, just clear epoxy. Clear epoxy would do great. And I'm like, yeah, but how much? How much is that going to be? Because you got to get all three of them. Got to mix them together and do all that fun stuff. He's like, yeah, it, it would be a thing. And I'm like, yeah. So, but that's always an option. So epoxy is definitely one of those things that again, I don't know about you, but when I came up, it was always the, you're kind of like the cheap reptile guy. If you have wood cages or if you have wood cages, there's so many things that can go wrong and they're just going to degrade and like disintegrate and turn into crap and right. also the stuff. And that's not necessarily true. You nope. know, uh, I think one of the worst things that we had is that people went and started getting the melamine stuff and they started putting those cages together and thinking that because they're melamine, it's, you don't have to do anything with it. But the problem is that if any kind of moisture gets into, in between those melamine boards over that plastic stuff, it's going to puff up. It's going to disintegrate. It's going to fall apart. So a lot of people had bad experiences with not building melamine cages properly and they just automatically attach that onto the wood stuff. But, you know, for me, the amount of money I've spent building these wood cages is still probably only about half of what I would have spent if I had gone out and bought PVC cages. Right. So it, in my mind, it's worth it. And also, I got the exact sizes I wanted. I think that's the one thing for me that really kind of like – pushes me in that direction is that depending mm. on you know what species it is um you know i can accommodate that size for the yeah. snake and not have to worry about you know oh is this one 12 inches like i want a three foot cage but i want it to be you know 15 inches yeah. or 12 inches or you know 10 inches or whatever so yeah i mean but, i, I uh, thought of it more like yeah matt has Every single inch of his room is yes. set up to like he's not he's not a single inch is off kilter. Now Matt does that with racks and custom built cages and other stuff like that. You could right. easily do that with wood stuff and just again take every inch possible. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh huh. Not bad, dude. Yeah. <sighs> Alrighty. Uh, <laughs> we we can totally talk on that, and then uh, yeah, you know if we I we have the top. I mean, I, I guess next week's going to be a you and me episode or something like that. Yeah, yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. So, Good because we can talk yeah. more about how uh, Pennsylvania is screwing itself with venomous reptiles, but we'll 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 save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll save that for another day. Um, yeah, listen, that's like, yeah. too crazy. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I've been chatting with Randall um, as we're <laughs> we're sitting here oh, doing I the see. show. I, 
I'm not. You can't chat with Owen live. We have to chat with Randall on the thingy. So well, yeah, oh, I got some it. Some things take precedence. You whoa, know now, I mean? whoa now, whoa <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not blaming you. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> dude, how awesome would it be to travel out with those guys to no, it's West gonna Texas? And, no, no, oh. dude, that's gonna happen. You know, and you know what? We're gonna go and we'll do it the same weekend as Condro Fest. I mean, what? I'm not bitter. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> uh, nah, that's cool, man. I, I, I just thought it was funny. I saw it. And I was like, what? The Southern guys are bailing on us? What the hell yeah, is going on? Yeah, what the hell's on? up with that? <laughs> just, you uh, know, I don't uh, know. If, I, I don't know if Bill's going to stand for this. Swift vengeance will happen. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Although he does have one of the nicest chondros in the U.S. and don't uh, talk. No, don't worry about. And he, you know, he does run the GTP podcast. Maybe he will switch over to Gondro. Stop helping. I don't Stop. Know. You're not helping. You just, I know you think you're helping. It's not working. Yeah. Damn. So. Okay. Um, Start our own Southern Carp Fest with. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just go. We'll run a place down there in the south and somewhere and call it. Uh, get you other Moralia people. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. We've we've that's we've enough. out out We've gone. It's totally off the rails now. Too far. <laughs> too far. It's going too far. Oh, we never got Graham to say tortoise. God damn it! Damn it! <laughs> you had one damn job, it. Owen. Ah, damn it. <laughs> By the way, I yeah. have to shout this out. Holy shit. What? Those guys over there at Reptile and Chill are very, very talented, man. Did you What did they do? Happen to catch <laughs> that little clip? You didn't catch that what? clip? No. Of the, What's of, happening? Uh, oh, Owen. I saw pictures of them playing with a raccoon and I'm like and I went into some sort of fit of uh, oh, PTSD dear. of me bleeding. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I didn't say oh dear oh dear oh dear I just said one oh dear you, yeah, yeah, you said two <laughs> I mean I told you stop stealing other podcast lines you know no uh uh Danny was singing and holy hell man the dude's got some some chops I was oh. impressed oh so yeah, they're going to make you play in uh, band? he was dude I, I would play with him in a heartbeat um uh, he was go. singing Tennessee whiskey Holy oh. shit, man! Yeah, yeah, oh. it was really good, man. Yeah. It was really good. So hats off to you, out. sir. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find it and I'll post it in the chat. They had it somewhere. Please I know, do. I know, I seen it. I was like, I'm like, oh, these guys are goofing around or whatever, and they started singing. I was like, oh, 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 goddamn! <laughs> like, I told oh, you. okay. I told you, it's all when you when you do eventually form the Morelia band, it'll be a whole bunch of really talented people, and then me just making an ass of myself with a cowbell, and like you know, it's it'll be very reminiscent of that uh, SNL sketch. Like that's I have already assigned myself that that's my role. So yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right, well, I guess we're gonna wrap it up and roll out. Are you ready to yeah. call it? Okay, yeah, I'm done. Do you think? All right. be- Beautiful. All right. Morelia Python Radio dot net. Uh and eventually will be dot com, but right now dot net. Um slowly, slowly working it over. Uh it's coming together. It looks pretty cool, I think. Um if you want to get in contact <laughs> with us, info at Morelia dot com is our email. Um follow us all over the place. Um and for me it's E B Morelia. 
anything EB Morelia, uh, you can follow me. So. All right. What? <laughs> Sorry, they're sending they're sending gifts in the chat. I'm, I need to stop looking. Um, but um, sending gifts. Uh, for, gifts. Uh, you have uh, gifts. Uh, no, it's a gift. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> can't... Oh dear God! Oh, the cowbell. The cowbell. Yeah, thank yes. you. Uh, it would just be like that. That's that's me, and you then can... that's you. You're playing the guitar, all serious, singing, and I'm just banging away on the bell. Yeah. I could see me turning around and saying, "Would you stop banging that stop goddamn that. bell?" Like, yeah, listen, <laughs> the only bell, the only song we have. Like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Am I on point, Eric? Am I on Am point? I, is this good? Is this good? Yeah. yeah, the Reptile yeah. and Chill guys, they they put out this awesome song, and here's me and Owen, and I'm playing guitar, and he's smacking a cowbell. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's, it's perfect. You know? oh, uh, anyway, yeah. uh, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Uh, we're in the middle of the updates. Uh, hopefully, I'll have all that thing finished in the next couple of weeks with a bunch of new photos as well as uh, clicks, links, and stuff like that for you. Um, as far as animals for sale, I'm going to be posting a bunch of new pictures of all the animals that are currently for sale in the next couple of weeks. Uh, probably the next week we'll do that one. Uh, especially now that the weather is really nice and all that fun stuff for shipping before it gets too hot. Um, and as far as shows, I got nothing. There's nothing happening. We're never doing shows again. So, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome no to damage. the dark side. No, no damn it. <laughs> never doing it again. They've broken me. Anyway, so. <laughs> but I will be at shows. I'll let you know when those happen. Um, and that's pretty much all we have for you guys tonight. This has been an awesome episode. So we'll say thank you all for listening. And we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.